Yeah. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm essential, man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip, though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent, though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. I am positive. Okay, good, because I started recording already. <laughs> <laughs> what up, though? What up, though? Uh, we are episode uh, 57 episodes. <laughs> that many? That many episodes. About 50 11 times. About 57 11 times. <laughs> there are no more jersey numbers to even recap. So we've been off that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the Mental Matters podcast. Um, all about jerk chicken, which I miss. And also, we discuss mental health stuff too, and yeah. you know, black men and trying not to be the average toxic masculine type dude in these streets. <laughs> um, y'all laughing, it's funny. It's funny. Some anyway, um, I'm back, Rich, again with my boy Terrell. Say what up to the people, man. What up, people? I'm glad to be here. Richard hasn't got rid of me yet, so mm-hmm. thought about it. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I thought about it, but it's cool. Um, how you been, man? What you been up to? Uh, I'm I'm still on that uh, on that like home improvement thing right now. I installed oh a, a ring doorbell. Was it last Saturday? Maybe two Saturdays ago. I installed the ring doorbell, so now I have access to see any and everything that goes on in Mister Rogers' neighborhood. And uh, <laughs> you know, tis the season for porch pirates, so. Hopefully oh. that's deterrent. So, you know, we've been getting packages delivered. So, you know. There was a video of a lady. Uh, I think she had to be an elderly lady in Detroit. The mm-hmm. guy was trying to take her chair. Okay. And she was like, put it down. Put it down now. <laughs> and so he literally left it in the walkway and walked away. Like, oh, <laughs> I hate people. They're so stupid. Like, I get it. Christmas is the time where you're trying to get your your come up, whatever, and swipe on people's porch, but mm-hmm. I really hate people like just scrap. Just just come scrap with me, bro. Like, <laughs> let's just throw these hands. And if you win, you can have it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's <laughs> how we solving this in 2020. How We're gonna, gonna go out with a bang. How you gonna get rid of them though? Like after you take that first defeat, they gonna be back the next day. But whatever else you listen, <laughs> listen, I ain't gonna lose. <laughs> Daddy said you better not come in this house and lose. I'm gonna beat your at. You listen, can't get beat. That's, twice. <laughs> you can't. You can't get beat. If you don't get beat once, you can't get beat twice. Mm-hmm. Let that resonate. <laughs> anyway. Well, then, I've, been, I've been good. How you been? I've been good. Um, I am glad that we are within the last 30-something days of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how we was going to get through it. I don't. I didn't. I, uh, <laughs> I don't really know. But 2020 has definitely been a test of all will. You know what I'm saying? But 
I look to my left, I look to my right, I look out, look up, look down. And I inhale and I exhale, and I'm just thankful that I was able to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm grateful for that. There have been people that are not as fortunate. And um, we'll talk a little bit about that because, um, you know, first and foremost, COVID-19 is really literally taking people out the game. And I literally mean that to the literal sense. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where I'm frustrated at people because as you all may know, unless you've been under a rock and hate the news like I do, there is an approved vaccination for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Not a cure, mm-hmm. a vaccine. All right. <laughs> There's a vaccine for influenza. Mm-hmm. There's no cure for influenza. Right. Learn, learn your history. <laughs> know what these words mean. But on a serious note, a lot of people don't know the difference. And I wanted to just take a few seconds. This is not the duration of this episode, but just a few quick seconds to identify what a vaccine is versus a cure. So, as I mentioned, people may know about the Spanish flu by now. Spanish flu was the last time we had a major pandemic or outbreak of a deadly disease in our country in which we had no control over it for a long time. That was about what over a decade ago. I mean, a century ago. Yeah. Um, Definitely not a decade. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was one of the last times we've experienced that since then, you know, our doctors and scientists amongst our country, those who are living and still no longer with us have made tremendous strides in, you know, technology and science and breakthroughs to make sure that certain things that can be cured can will be cured certain things that you can have a vaccination which a vaccination basically is in my own my own research is where they take a small part of the strain of whatever said virus and they inject you with it with other medications things of that nature to make sure that it meets up with some of your messenger RNA into your bloodstreams and it will literally look to decimate and destroy that certain thing. So that you may experience a few of the symptoms versus the major fatal parts of it. Mm-hmm. And some, everybody like the original virus itself, you may experience different, um, you know, setbacks, things of that nature. Everyone will react to it differently, but this is a way that your, R, your RNA will identify exactly what it is getting into your system mm-hmm. and to fight it off immediately because it's dealt with it before and it has the memory to do such. For those people that don't know what RNA is, <laughs> ribonucleic acids all <laughs> up in your body. And you have also you have DNA, which is your deoxyribonucleic acids. Um, for those that didn't take biology, <laughs> I'm a nerd. I love this type of shit. Um, but all in all, the a vaccination is just a simple term used to inject a small part of whatever said virus into your bloodstream so that your RNA can identify it, build defense mechanisms against it, take it out so that you don't have to necessarily worry about if you catch it later because your body's already immune to the major parts of it. So it'll just... 
it's not going to say it's a 100% chance that you won't catch whatever virus it is. So just because you take COVID-19 um, vaccination does not mean that you will not catch COVID-19. It just simply means you give yourself a higher fighting chance to get it back out of your body and your body fights it and becomes stronger on the other side of it. It's like, how are you going to shoot a basketball from full quarter court if you have never trained to do that said thing? Vaccination kind of works the exact same way. Um, when you think of cures, things of that nature, mm-hmm. it full-blown will cure and get rid of whatever that thing is in your body. Period. But I have no examples of cures because I didn't do that research for this episode. <laughs> but um, there are things that will, you know, come out in the next couple of weeks or months. You may have heard by now that a lot of hospitals are receiving it and um, receiving the vaccination for COVID-19. Um, and it's going to go to a lot of our frontline employees first. Um, and I project people with more money mm-hmm. first. Um, but more than likely, essential employees will um, get the vaccination first, such as our nurses, our doctors, things of that nature, so they can be defended as they fight to continue to fight against COVID-19. And then by the early to mid spring, maybe even late spring, early summer, the rest of the country, if not the world, will be able to get the vaccination um, at hopefully at a very either affordable or free cost to everyone. So that's your information for this episode. <laughs> this episode is not over, so keep listening. <laughs> but um, I just want people to know that because I get so tired of people like, I ain't taking that vaccine. How did it come up with it so fast? It is 2020. Like, granted, that's a very, very bad number to say, but <laughs> we have made so many strides to get to this point. Like, information travels a lot faster now. So, before, like in the Spanish flu days, you would need to literally write a letter, send it by boat, get it overseas, it will travel by land to get to the people. You can literally email the same communication now in 2020. Right. Or since how long the email has been actually like developed and useful on our internet. So we have made tremendous strides, especially in medicine, to be able to do that. I am not a doctor. I can't tell you exact dates on this. However, <laughs> a little bit of research goes a long way. And I get so frustrated when people don't take the time out to use this lovely little computer device that they have in their hands, probably more often than not, to do their own research on this stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't be scared of the vaccine. There's people out here that don't have the option to take the vaccine anymore because COVID-19 got them already. Yeah. So be mindful about making such stupid statements and do what's best for you and the people around you. It's not necessarily about you. Mm-hmm. It's about your community. If you do your part, you can literally help save the world. Literally. Yeah. I agree with what you said, but I'm still partially one of those people who are just like, I'm going to see how it works on everybody else first, then I'll take it. Absolutely. And- I'm still going to look around. <laughs> like, I don't want my, like, am I, I going to have that, that nutty professor reaction? My lips swell up and <laughs> my, my foot is through and all I ain't trying to like hitch, you know what I'm saying? That's not happening. <laughs> or I'm about to show up, like, I'm going to have a red leather jacket on, like Michael Jackson doing this. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> But at the same time, 
I want people to be mindful that a vaccination, I think multiple vaccinations mm-hmm. are becoming available mm-hmm. and it comes in two doses. So you got to take one, let it do what it does and do it again. I think in two or three weeks, depending on the, the actual medicine you use or you, the dose you take. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, you know, your body's ready to fight. So get ready to fight. This 2021 ain't going to just get here and COVID-19 going to go away. We still going to be in the trenches dealing with it, but it's up to you to do your due diligence and do your part for yourself and your community. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have about that. I forgot I even got there, but <laughs> that was something that was on my heart and I wanted to share with the congregation. I'm glad there you go. You made you thank made you made this podcast episode that much better by sharing. <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs> Let's see what the people say. Uh, so, other than that, I mean, I cannot wait till this year is over. Um, I can't wait to get to the other side of the ball dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to get to this ten day vacation I'm gonna have once next Wednesday expires. <laughs> um, I'm more than likely not gonna have the PS5 in time for Christmas, which is absolutely fine too. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not going to spend all my money on Jordan releases because I'm tired of Jordan's coming out and I'm taking L's on the sneaker app. I hate it. <laughs> Sneakers app, you suck. Yeah. I literally, I literally had the fire reds in my cart, bro, pending for like 35 minutes. Mm. And then it was like, doo-doo. I was like, bro, really? Like, you didn't get them. I'm like, all right. You being funny, you know? Mm. Um, Happened with the PS5, happened with the sneakers app. I just settled. I was like, let's go look at some childhood classics I never was able to get because <laughs> them hand me down still got me scarred. So I was able to get some Nikes that just make my soul happy. <laughs> and I've learned in 2020 that I am an impromptu sneakerhead and I'm claiming it. Mm-hmm. But judge your mama. <laughs> it's got to be some type of way where we could like. I don't know, do something with, like, the IP address or something and, like, cut ahead and line, right? Like, something with, like... Because you know that's what they do. You know they did that with the PS5. You know they did that with these damn Jordans. Right, right. And I really wanted them black and gold ones, too, but, you know, mm-hmm. after them fire ads, I was like, I ain't even gonna put myself through the trauma. Nope, I'm good. But it is what it is. In other news, um, we're here to talk about y'all, talk to y'all with some mental health stuff i promise it's just i need to get those things out because it's been a while and i miss this guy and uh i know if i don't do it now i won't talk to him for another like three months so um, <laughs> not true <laughs> i'm laughing but i'm so serious i called you back saturday i was out and about and i was like you know what i'll just miss this let's call. talk about <laughs> inputs versus outputs inputs versus outputs uh-huh how many calls did I had to input to get my desired output? Don't answer that. Moving on. One and a half on average. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're lying. So with that being said, that's the thing is a good segue to get into our topic for this episode. And that is gaslighting. Mm. Um, that's a big word. So, yeah, gaslighting. And I don't mean you taking a match and putting it up next to something flammable and then boom, gaslight. But I kind of am. Yeah, I'm crazy. Deal with it. Um, So for people that may not know what the hell it is, 
Um, gaslighting, according to Healthline.com, it is a form of emotional abuse that is seen in abusive relationships. Um, I would like to believe that Jarell and I do not have an abusive relationship. However, I do give him hell because I am a very needy person <laughs> and I like me time and I like time to talk with my bros. Yeah. So, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the act of manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts, memories, and the events occurring around them. And a victim of gaslighting may be pushed so far that they question their own sanity. So, I'm going to start with the question. Have you ever dealt with, been in a situation where you have either been a victim of or an accuser of gaslighting? This can be with your friends, your family, your spouse. I would say uh, in my last engineering position, there were times where uh, something was something was asked for me to do and then I go and do it. They're like, oh, can you update this layout so that it looks like whatever the floor looks like? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. When you update it and they're like, oh, well, I didn't want this version. I wanted it to be like what the future state looks like. And it's like, well, you didn't say that. And they're like, well, yes, I did. And I'm like, well, no, you didn't because that's what I would have did instead of wasting my time and not doing what you asked for. So I've, I've experienced it definitely. Um, in, in, in the workplace where, where I used to work at. Um, mm. As far as like friends and family, um, I remember like in, in school, you know, being like in middle school and high school, it wasn't, it wasn't the full, it wasn't like full gaslighting. It was more like, I would say like playful. Cause like one of the examples that I read um, from the article is like people may take things and hide them from you or people will, you know, put your name in something or, or ask, you know, say like, hey, then, you know, so-and-so is talking about you, like that type of stuff. So, I mean, I've, I've experienced it from that way, but um, not necessarily to a point where I began to like question myself. I just always throw the craziness like on other people, like, well, y'all tripping, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I'm that type of person where you can't really make me, um, I guess like second guess myself or, or make me think that I'm crazy type of thing. I'm like, if anybody crazy is y'all, it's not me. So that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just how my mama raised me. <laughs> so I'm looking at this now, and I did some research earlier, but there are some phrases that me and you probably have said to either one another or to somebody else, to mm-hmm. our significant others, and didn't realize we were actually gaslighting. Okay. So some common phrases are, and I quote, you're so sensitive. You know that just because you are just so insecure. I was just joking. I've literally fought somebody on that shit. Let's make this clear. <laughs> somebody said I was just joking. I was like, no, nah, man, that pow. Mm-hmm. And I got suspended. So that didn't go well. <laughs> it's no big deal. You're just overreacting. You are always so dramatic. Don't get so worked up. And... My favorite, because I've heard this, and you probably know where it's from. Mm-hmm. There you go again. You are so ungrateful. Mm. There are more. Um, 
So with that, just take a moment to pause on that because gaslighting is so around, like just so common in our everyday lives that we may not recognize it. Mm-hmm. And some people are very, very quick to react versus quick to listen and comprehend something. And that's something I actually addressed with my therapist this week is, you know, how do you actually process things? Mm-hmm. I even got it in a church sermon last week about like acting on your emotions or reacting on your emotions versus just taking the time to meditate on something or to pray about it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the main reasons gaslighting happens is because people don't take the time to just sit back and process. They just react and boom, like in a true gas light situation, you light up some gas and it's that initial reaction, initial spark, that first thing. And it's just like, you made, you made a situation out of something it wasn't like mm-hmm. you changed the whole definition of what we was talking about. Yeah. And that's not, that's not fair. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think like when people do that, some people like when they change the whole like discussion or topic of discussion is to like deter from them, like digging into themselves, like getting like the heat off of them. But then sometimes I think that, um, when people do change that discussion or whatever the argument is about, it may be because they're trying to address things that were still unaddressed from previous discussions as well. But in mm-hmm. either sense of it, it's still kind of like unnecessary because if the topics don't relate, then they don't relate and you just handle them one at a time. Gotcha. So I'm gonna ask this question. What turns us into gaslighters? I think it's uh, the, the emotion that comes with being in a relationship with someone. Because, you know, like some of those phrases that you threw out as far as, um, I think one of them that you said was like, um, that's why you have, you know, trust issues or something like that, I think you may have mentioned. Um, I know like in the beginning of any relationship, like trust is a big thing. Like people are big on loyalty nowadays, big on trust. And so I feel like, when that relationship is just beginning and like you're getting to know one another, you're going through like the storming phase of like learning each other's ins and outs and what makes each other tick. Um, Like words that are not healthy and terms that are not healthy can begin to get thrown out because you're just at this like emotional phase where you want this thing to work with that person, but um, you don't know how to, I guess you don't know how to like healthily have that discussion sometimes when you're younger. You know, so I think that's what may be a part of it is just like being young and being emotional, um, not having the experience to um, handle those discussions um, in a mature way. Um, I think all of those things like balled up into like one person creates that gaslighting situation. Mm. Do you think, (laughs) I think so. I I was just gonna further ask, do you think that it may have something to do with who's in charge of relationships or in charge of that, even that discussion, if you will? I think it can be. I think, I think sometimes like we look at it from like a, a, um, a dating perspective, like a man and a woman, right? So like, um, 
when guys are when we're when we're younger, like even we're like right now, like we're in our thirties, and like who ain't thirties? <laughs> I'm about to turn thirty next month. What say? Don't lie on my age. I'm at least twenty. <laughs> No, I'm 31. I ain't going to front. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like sometimes, like, us as guys, like, we don't necessarily have to have, like, a discussion every day. But it's like when you're in a relationship, when you're married, when you're dating someone, when you're in a long-term relationship with someone, it's like you have to talk daily. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not like you can go a day without talking to that person because you have to communicate because that's what makes a healthy relationship. But from a guy's perspective, it's like sometimes I think we can be when a woman is trying to check in on us, we look at it as like, why are you checking in on me? Like, why, like, why are you like, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Like, what's up? Like, why are you bothering me? Like, uh, like a guy doesn't want to feel like he's, I saw a show on TV last week and a guy was saying like, yeah, like why should keep checking in on me? Like a guy doesn't want to feel like he's on probation. So when, when his, female when his like lady friend kept checking in on him that built into him that she possibly had trust issues from a past relationship that had like gone wrong like why you keep checking me like I'm not some dude that's like out here in the streets or whatever like I'm at home playing Madden you know Mm -hmm. I feel like when you said like could it be possibly from who's in charge of running a relationship or who's like driving a relationship I think if it depends on just just the people and their characters of who are in that relationship Mm-hmm. into like a gaslighting situation because a woman may just feel like she's just trying to keep up a healthy conversation actually want to know how your day went and what you're doing but a guy who feels that like she's like hounding him about like nominal stuff stuff that doesn't even matter he feels that it's like oh she think I'm some you know some cheater or some dude who you know will like abuse her trust or something so and you know the first thing I think of and I've actually been guilty of this in the past is um and this is kind of a, a common one that people especially black men deal with mm-hmm. is I ain't your ex yep. I, I'm way better than him mm-hmm. I don't do the same exact things <laughs> but you probably have your own flaws too bro right. like and we we don't we 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 try to shy away from that, and that's that's not it for you. To, I think that's unfair because that doesn't give you both a chance to grow in your own relationship mm-hmm. instead of modeling your relationship based on a past. I wouldn't even call it a past felt relationship. I would say a past experience mm-hmm. that you were in a relationship and learned something. Um. I actually hate that. <laughs> be honest with you. Um, so, how do you recognize that gaslighting is happening or occurring in your life? Um, this is not a trick question. No, no, no for me, the <laughs> time where I mentioned it, like at my workplace, it, it became a place where. Um, I felt like, you know what, I don't want to be here, you know, that type of thing, where it was just like, let me find somewhere else to go and, like, use my talents or whatever. Let me take my talents to South Beach and uh, <laughs> get up out of Cleveland right here, you know, that type of thing. Did so, that, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, for me, it, it comes to um, whenever whenever I feel like I have to, like, withdraw myself, I would say, like, that's when I know that, like, yo, you know, it's kind of like a, an environment where I feel like, what I say doesn't matter. And then like, if I'm always 
like if I, they're they're spinning me, you know what I mean? Like if if I think it's a Detroit term, whatever. My cousin always says it, but it's like <laughs> if you're spinning me, where it's like you know you constantly got me going in circles and stuff. Yeah. Like you know what? No, this ain't it. So let me get up uh-huh. out of here. So that's how I feel in those situations, or that's how I recognize the situation. Right. Um. I would say, I think one of my more favorite examples is if you notice you're always apologizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, say for instance, if I come to Jarrell and be like, you know, huh, maybe. <laughs> if I come to Jarrell and be like, you don't answer the phone when I call it off. And Jarrell would be like, ultimately you will respond in a way that would negate everything I just said. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're not addressing the issue at hand. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Now, granted, if you came back and was like, you know, I'm in this online class at night or, mm-hmm. you know, it's standing there, I can understand that. But if you responded in some stuff and was like, well, when I do respond, you'll be talking about nothing. <laughs> It's like that's a very very toxic response. <laughs> I think of gaslighting, and I think of gas, and it's the nerd in me. I think of gaslighting is a toxic thing because gas can be very toxic if you react with it wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're all about ending toxic masculinity or toxic behavior in general. Yeah. But in particularly in the black male community, toxic max to- that toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that issue that we we struggle with a lot, you know what I'm saying? And um I look at gaslighting as another form of toxic masculinity. In fact, I think they're almost one and the same. Would you agree? I would think so. I would think that they're definitely connected to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't get me started on that. <laughs> um so we talked a little bit about, you know some common phrases you may hear or another way to recognize gaslighting is um, and I've seen this actually in some behaviors of a family member of mine. One of the ways is you know you've been gaslighted or not is you have trouble making simple decisions. And right now you're like that doesn't even make sense. But um how do I put this? A lot of this really drives or is driven by anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, things of that nature. When, you know, people have, and I've been victim of this. I think everybody's been victim of this at least part. Um, this time of year is um, more so the anniversary of the initiation of like one of my major bouts with depression. And while I wasn't clinically uh, diagnosed with it at all, I know this was around the time where I quit a major job of mine, mm-hmm. like three years ago. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's to the date even. <laughs> and um, but I literally quit a high paying job because of the different stresses and anxieties that I would have. 
And um, I remember talking to certain people during that period of time. That's when I knew I couldn't deal with them. And they said, you know, you couldn't, a lot of people would love to quit a job like you had. Or like, maybe you quitting because it wasn't, it wasn't really wasn't a big deal. You should just stick it out. And I was just like, bro, really? Mm-hmm. Says really? Like, I'm quitting this goddamn job. <laughs> um, but I remember it being triggered by anxiety and things of that nature. And when certain people made certain conversations with me, I'm just like, I literally stopped. I started to avoid them to make my decision. And that's how I knew that gaslighting had occurred. Um, So I think the greater discussion point is you realize you've been gaslighted. You've heard statements. Um, I guess the overarching question is, well, yeah, the overarching question is how to react to being gaslighted or how do you respond? Um, you know, when you've realized you've been gaslighted, if you will. Um, so before I even go into this, I will definitely say just from personal experience, it involves a lot of personal awareness, um, especially emotional, like, you know, education of yourself, knowing, um, knowing what you worth, knowing that you have every reason to feel or think or be a certain way. Like you don't necessarily need other people's validations for your reactions, things of that nature. Um, self-confidence and self-reliance, if you will. Um, they always say nobody can, nobody can do you the way you do you. Or like you can't rely on nobody better than yourself, right. more than yourself, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the first conditions I would say that, first few conditions that you need to make sure that you haven't checked. If you don't, there is always what all black men need. You know what that is, Jerome? Jerk chicken. Was <laughs> <laughs> that supposed to be a serious moment? <laughs> that was. <laughs> but I can't argue with that because black men need jerk chicken. Um, therapy. Yeah. All black men need therapy. Granted, everybody needs therapy especially in 2020, but black men need therapy, okay? No, I'm not just saying this because I heard it somewhere once, but if you literally think about all of the issues and things of that nature that black men go through, we need therapy. And um, it can change some things. Um, So kind of gain that emotional intelligence. with that, there are several different ways where you can combat gaslighting. Um, <laughs> and disclaimer, it's not the same thing as sensitivity, but it's a whole different discussion. I ain't gonna get into that right now. Um, so one of the first ways to, one of the things to do if you realize you're being gaslighted is one, to identify what the actual problem is. Um, According to the article, um, it's literally naming exactly what the issue is between you and your colleague, your spouse, your friends, your child, your mm-hmm. parent, you know, whoever it is that you feel like you're 
being gaslighted with, if you will. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of these because I think that this gives people the opportunity to do some homework because we will post the link in our episode notes for you guys to read the rest of these. But um, another thing is to give yourself permission to feel all the feelings. There is no such thing as a wrong or incorrect feeling because your feelings are like your opinions. Everybody has them. So while y'all out here trying to be tough because nothing bother you and all that other bullshit, mm-hmm. yeah, I said bullshit, fight me. <laughs> um, you have every right to feel away. I know that me and you have even had discussions about whatever it was I felt about what's going on with life. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be some serious note or the fact that I really want some jerk chicken and I ain't got nothing like three months, whatever it is, right? It's not been three months. Disclaimer. But clock's ticking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, like you have the right to feel the feels. And without being judged or the fear of being judged, because the moment you feel like you're being judged for feeling the way you feel about feelings, say that 10 times fast. (laughs) It's a wrap. Okay. That relationship's over. Like, Now, me and you, we'll probably talk that shit out and I'll give you a couple words and you you have every right to do the same thing to me, right. even though you're nice and you probably won't and I'll have to make, fight you to make you fight me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's okay to have the feels about certain things. Um, another thing is talk to your close friends. Um, you know, it's okay to be brutally honest and get some of that feedback. Um, it's okay to take a reality check to say, hey, listen, was I tripping? I thought you was tripping. Have that real ass conversation. No, I, I don't believe in arguments anymore. I believe in grown ass conversations. Um, and another thing when you talk about it's okay to feel the feels, instead of worrying about what's right or wrong, focus on exactly of your feelings. Like focus on those. Like Sometimes your feelings are either right or wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But it can ultimately help lead you to exactly what the root cause of the issue is. Um, and they're probably the most important things versus any right or wrong thing. As an engineer, I'm learning that. And that is... <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, I got two more, and I'm actually going to tell you, is having the compassion for yourself. Um, you know, you, you have to give yourself space to, you know, go through what you go through, to think what you think, to know what you know. Um, at the end of the day, like, go get that self-care for yourself. Like, you feel like you've been in a situation where you, you know, you know, you're not feeling confident, you're not feeling strong. This is a good time to go pop in that 2K. <laughs> Right. Be like, I can dunk on anybody. And then you come back to reality, like, oh, I actually can't dunk on anybody. But <laughs> it felt good to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, do whatever it is that gives you some good Usai moments. Take a nap, even. 
I've been doing that lately and being unapologetic to punching out on time. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> it's very great. Um, and then the last one I'm going to give you is, this is probably the most important. I've learned this recently. Um, and I'm going to use this verbatim. Remember that you can't control anyone's opinion, even if you're right. It's like you can't argue with somebody that's irrational because they're not using logic or anything valid. And with that same thing that you just said, you can't. It's like you're wasting each other's time, basically. It's like, what did Jay-Z say? A wise man told me to argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. So it's like both of y'all going to be looking, <laughs> looking dumb. So that's it. Wait it. It's crazy when you get down to the weeds of gaslighting because it really goes back to one of our favorite discussions and one of the main reasons why we decided this podcast was important is because toxicity just be kicking y'all ass. <laughs> it's worse than autocorrects. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like It just be instead of correcting the behavior, you just be wrong. You just be real wrong. You just know you're right. Um <laughs> It's like microaggressions. It's like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's all avoidable. But um, I've been, I, I've been guilty of it. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm mad enough to admit I've been guilty of gaslighting um, with my spouse, um, mm-hmm. not taking her, uh, her opinions, you know, as gold. Mm-hmm. At the time, you know. My my wife has a very, very, how do I admit this? I'll admit this on the air. I don't care. (laughs) She has a knack for being right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hate it. I try to gaslight when I think she's right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a habit I had to break. Because once I broke that, once I did some of those things to acknowledge, like, hey, you know what? Let me hear what she got to say. Mm-hmm. It made our communication flow that much better. Mm-hmm. So whether you've been the abuser or the abuse in a gaslighting situation, realize this. And on the other end of it, if you honestly work on those things, use some of the tips and tools we gave you, and we'll be sure to um to share the link to these articles with you all. It can make for a more healthy and more um beneficial communication with your family, your friends, your spouse, your children, your parents, whoever it is. Um, you know, talk to a therapist about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never really know until you really do some soul searching. Like, hey, you know what? I've, I've been on some, I've been on some bullshit. <laughs> and um, it'll change your life. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. This is Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> Wishing you great mental health. <laughs> ah! But no, I love Fraser Crane. I've been on watching Fraser the last like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And even though Lena's been watching without me, yeah. uh, it's a really good show once you start getting therapy and you grow up some. So that's your homework. Go watch some Fraser. You're welcome. It's not on Netflix no more, is it? It is on Hulu. 
All of it. I actually heard it's supposed to be a reboot. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Being that the dad is passed on. Yeah. For those that didn't know that, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to be a Debbie Towner. Lord. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. Stop gaslighting in 2020. Leave gaslighting in 2020. Mm-hmm. Leave that behind with Karen's with the number 45. Yep. We're just going to skip it on the number. I'm going to go <laughs> 41, 42, 43, 44, 46. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do in 2021. We're just going to leave that behind. What was that? Um, so you have to do the range and the boundaries like in Calc 1, Calc 2. It's like uh, from zero all the way to 44 inclusive. Bracket that point. That's it. Open brackets around <laughs> 45. That never happened. Um, we're gonna we gonna leave uh what else we leaving in 2020, man? I got a couple things, but we're yeah. leaving toxic masculinity in 2020. Except the hoodies. Go get your hoodies. Don't leave those. <laughs> <laughs> and um we should share our whole list next episode too. You know, <laughs> I think that'd be a good way to kick off 2021. Cast all your cares on the altar. <laughs> Le- leave them with on the altar mm-hmm. and leave your faith onto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> with that being said, listen, don't get me started. I've been going to church more online. <laughs> I'm getting all to Jesus. It may not sound like it some days because I'm righteous as hell, but <laughs> God has been slowly like getting into my Sunday routine. And I'm like, mm-hmm. thank God for COVID mm-hmm. because it made me go to church more online. Boom. Mm. So find something to be, that's your homework this week, y'all. Or by the time you hear this episode, regardless of how many times you listen to it, find something that you are thankful for from 2020. For those that experience loss, I get it. it. May be that much harder. I am not going to blow it up and be like you just whatever, mm-hmm. because this year has been rough. But your activity, and if y'all could share that with us, that'd be great. We even gonna put a poll out there. Mm-hmm. What is something that you are thankful for in 2020? I know you recently shared something. Yep. Yes, yeah, I can I- buy a house from Jarrell. <laughs> If I ever choose, but he gonna do it after. <laughs> Lord, For sure, that's cool. But big ups to you entering the real estate game. I can't wait to, you know, spend half of your commissions on jerk chicken and doing dumb stuff. Got to, um, and maybe getting some Jordans. You know, mm-hmm. um, hey, if I, if I when I get it like that, we all getting Jordans. Yes, we. I don't. The issue is I don't even want them all. I don't care about all the releases. I really don't. Like as much as I made uh, hoopla about it earlier, I, I really don't care about getting all the releases of Jordans. Mm-hmm. It's I'm very strategic. If you look in my shoe rack, I have a shoe rack. I'm sleep. I told you I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> um, if you look on my shoe rack, you'll literally see pairs of shoes that people may or may not even have. And it's not that I'm trying to stunt. It's just because I care about shoes differently. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. You know, we'll have a whole episode about shoes too. Um, I would say the thing that I'm thankful for in 2020 or the, the win I have in 2020 um, outside of our our home, 
closing on a home in the you know COVID closing, if you will. <laughs> um, it was that I found my therapist, and that was probably the best birthday gift I got this year. It was more than the the gift cards and shoes and video games and all that stuff. It was finding my therapist with a promise of big things to come in 2021. And I don't just mean from my therapy outputs. It's part of it. But we'll discuss that on another time. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for finding my therapist in 2020. And at the time where I did, it helped me to analyze and work on my relationship with my mother, regardless of her downfalls or her shortcomings. It helped me focus on that. And for that, I'm grateful. So that's what I want for. That's what I got out of 2020. Um, and that working from home can be good if you know how to separate work from home life, even though it's under the same roof. They're very difficult. <laughs> Challenging AF. <laughs> People have been sending messages at 1 a.m. I log in like at 7.30, like, he sent the message at 1 a.m. You know, I'm not going to respond to that, right? Like, what were y'all doing? <laughs> what <are> you doing? <laughs> um, y'all tripping. I'm out. Um, it has literally made me think about career changes. I'm not even going to front. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's taught me balance. Yeah. And with that and therapy, I think the therapy and 2020's outcomes taught me balance. And balance, I have to credit to start in therapy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. So with that, I hope you all, I think by the time you hear this, you will be ready to open Christmas gifts. You'll be ready to cheer on that new PlayStation you just got. I'm happy for you. I might not sound like it. Well, <laughs> as a person, it's like when Jordans come out, I put a status <laughs> out there. I'm like, I want to see, I want to celebrate people that actually was successful. <laughs> if you want to vent, this is a space for that too. But if you got your PS5 and your Xbox, whatever, that's what's up. I'm happy. I'm going to come over and play it with my mask on. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't, I, I hope we can record another episode before the new year and get here, but um, it all depends. On Jarrell's schedule. <laughs> I mean, you think Leo's gonna be on a ten day vacation, so I think it's all on you. <laughs> Are we gonna get one in? That's what you're saying. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um bet. So we're gonna put that on wax. With that, we love you guys. We wish you great mental health, like I'm Dr. Fraser Crane in this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you know. Be sure to enjoy this holiday safely. Mm-hmm. Don't be out here going to Big Mama House because it's Christmas. Right. We are still in the middle of a damn pandemic. So you be irresponsible trying to go get your plate or go get your gift that they didn't ship to your house. That ain't it. We saw a lot of spikes in cases of COVID-19 because of the Thanksgiving holiday. And I don't want to see the same thing for Christmas. So if you can, please stay home. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy with your household. And that's it. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.